Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast, and I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Time to BS Podcast, part of the Unhinged Sports Network. Now, to thank the sponsors who support this show. Are you looking for your team's favorite gear at the best prices? Look no further than Fanatics.com. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of the Unhinged Sports Network and Time to BS Podcast. Fanatics has some great deals all day, every day. Get your fan on at Fanatics.com. U Stadium is home to the best sports fans around. Chat and debate with fans every day and win some great prizes along the way. U Stadium has supported us since the very beginnings of our show at the days of the Sports Cave. And you can support them too. Download U Stadium on Apple and Google today. Time to BS Studios is home to Time to BS Podcasts, the Sports Cave, and BS Sessions. Follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Time to BS Podcast for updates on future episodes. The Sports Cave streams live weekly on YouTube and BS Sessions is home to the realest talk around. Join the BS Army and follow us on our journey today. Thanks for tuning in, guys, to all of those advertisements. Now, as they always say in theaters, enjoy the show, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we fucking made it. It's time to BS. It's not one of my uh, my proudest moments. That's for and sure. You paid the price this Sunday for it. You paid the piper. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh thank you, Karma. The Church Karma. of Josh Allen. Karma, the yes. The Church of Josh Allen. Church, of Josh Allen. All these sins against you. Yes, the Church of Josh Allen is, is not pleased with me right now. A U Stadium podcast. Grace. Oh, uh, still struggling? Shaw. <laughs> and part of the unhinged Network. And now to start your weekend with us, it's time to BS. And what do you know, my TV freezes. Nope, it's good. Hello, friends and everyone. Welcome to Time to BS episode 106. We are live here on the Unhinged Sports Network. Thank you. For ending your evening with us, I guess you could call it. You can catch us every week, every Friday in this case, at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on UnhingedSN.com. Joining are myself, Daniel Smooth, Michael McGoodsock from the Air Attack Podcast is here, 
and Jack Mitchell from U Stadium's The Sports Desk is here. We are talking some sports and we're talking some shit. Welcome, guys. How you doing? Doing well, Dan. How are you? Jack, how you doing? I am fantastic. You're excited for hockey. We are excited for hockey. Who isn't? Because, okay, the last episode we did, the Islanders were uh, just advanced to the second round of the, of the playoffs against Boston. Since then, they have beaten the Bruins in six games. They are now in game three again in the de facto Eastern Conference Finals against Tampa Bay, who, if you remember, they played each other last season in six games. Tampa eventually went up to beat the Islanders in six, go on to win the Stanley Cup against Dallas, who is out of the playoffs. Uh, they've been eliminated for quite some time. But regardless, jeez, um, we start things off with uh, baseball has become what happened. What happened to baseball? It's... I think this is like the new version of the steroid era. Oh, it's... I think it's been great. You know, I think this has been going on for quite some time. We just now finally got the light out on it. Oh, yeah. Jack, I don't know if you follow baseball to a degree, but... uh, I do. You do? Uh, that's right. You're a Dodgers yeah. fan. Yeah. <laughs> I follow the Dodgers. I I, so, like, because I follow the Dodgers, that means I follow Trevor Bauer. And I see Trevor Bauer go... He has a field day with all of this stuff. Oh, he has a fucking field day. Of course he does. Absolutely. And, like, I don't blame him, though. Like, the MLB has been a complete mess these last couple of years. Yes. Um, Especially because of COVID. COVID just completely... What's the Destroyed word? Destroyed everything. Pretty much. And also... And- Speaking of Los Angeles sports, we will continue with your with your take shortly. Uh, Ryan is nowhere to be found. No. Ryan is nowhere to be found since uh, we have receipts of him saying, oh, the Lakers won't lose to the Suns in six games. There's no way. Meanwhile, the this Suns... Is, this is what he keeps bringing up, and it's like he said, he said that... <laughs> he said that there would be no way that it happens if Anthony Davis isn't hurt. First of all, Anthony Davis has been injured for his whole fucking career, okay? I don't want to hear it. I do not want to well, hear he's it. He's going to let you hear it. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 it gets even... So, he, he even said, oh, the, the, the Suns won't do shit. The Suns won't do anything. Meanwhile, they're in the Western Conference fucking finals, okay? Without, now it's going to be interesting because now they're without Chris Paul. Chris Paul can't catch a fucking break. All right, back to baseball. Um, We'll get to basketball. In a we're not... We're not... We keep talking about this. I'm getting a little sick of it. Bottom line, the Lakers live in everybody's heads rent free. Yes. Yep. It's, it's, fair point. Fair point. Yep. Um, I, I, this spider tech shit has been coming out for. There's been like a it's been a boiling teapot, per se, and you know David Sampson, former president of the Marlins, put it perfectly. Um, I think this is all a PR move in order to give baseball leverage for the new CBA fight that's coming. Okay. And Um, that's interesting. It would make a ton of sense because baseball's offensive numbers were skyrocketing through the last five, six years. Skyrocketing. And And pitching has gone down. 
I mean, minus this season, but the amount of, I mean, the whole Spider Tech situation made a ton of sense why the, all, the amount of no hitters have been going up like bananas. Like absolute bananas. That's the season of no hitters. It's the season of no hitters, indeed. Perfectly, perfectly named by Jack. Um, Mike, uh, the Yankees were also named in a report that they have been, you know, just that they've been blatantly cheating along with the Royals, the Astros, of course. I mean, Chase Utley, for some stupid reason, is named in this report. I believe it was an MLB Network insider. I can't remember his name, but uh, I, I, I tagged your stadium in it in the in the uh, in the report. But uh, Jack, I want to get your thoughts on the whole cheating scandals. It's just it's been a shit show, to say the least. On the like, which cheating what, scandal? Yeah, are you I was gonna say to? what 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 was the report? So we're talking about the. Ryan Spader, in general. Ryan Spader, who is a reporter, said the Royals were the first team with a full analytics and video department close to their dugout, doing so in the 2015 World Series title year. How they used it? No idea. The Yankees had cameras in left, center, and right fields, all pointing at the pitcher's glove, rather than the catcher, to pick up his grit. Now, Aaron Judge is... Hey, Jimmy Fallon. Hey, Ralph Macchio, too. What's up? Um... Aaron Judge at home in 2017-18, uh, batting average, 312, 440, and 725. Absurd numbers. It's kind of ridiculous. At On the road in the same year, 256, 404, 531. Still ridiculous, but not as, but not, not as ridiculous. Well, Yankee ball, uh, Yankees team is a, is a hitter's ballpark, though, too. This is true. The Dodgers... Where Jack comes in, had an employee who was caught setting up cameras at Minute Maid Park wearing an MLB polo shirt when he used when he should have been wearing a Dodgers polo during the 2017 World Series. What? Maybe he forgot his polo somewhere. That doesn't make any sense. And that that's yeah. Yeah, it made no sense at first, but it's like, I mean, if th- if these reports are true. Baseball is tarnished, man. As if it isn't already. Well, this is I would say baseball has been tarnished for quite that, some That's time. a fair point. It's been tarnished just to start there. But, but I digress. Uh, continuing. Uh, Adrian Beltre had a buddy with binoculars and dead you center field. Really yeah. quick, I'm sorry. You know what that reminds me of is the fucking um, Patriots nonsense mm-hmm. that happened when they're, yeah. like, they're, like there was a the guy who was, the, who was like – well, that's one team. This is a whole league. Like, yeah, I guess that's true. But still, it just it just reminds me of that whole debacle where like there there was like a guy wearing a Patriots shirt at a at a game between the Browns and like the Bengals, I think, or something. It was like Patriots Bengals. Yeah, I remember that. They were they were like finding out like they were trying to decipher you know the calls or whatever or some shit. For yeah, me. and like or they were like filming the bench and they claimed it. Oh, the guy was filming it for like a video series for our website or some shit. It's nuts, to say the least. It's absolutely fucking crazy. Um, Chase Utley, why was he the biggest cheater in baseball? That made no sense to me. Like Chase Utley, isn't Chase Utley one of the 50 greatest players ever? 
What was what was what, why did his name get? They didn't say what he was cheating with or how he was cheating. I just was, said he was cheating. He just said he was cheating. Like, cool. Be more specific. That that doesn't make any sense. Just be specific, you jackass. Hmm. Well, I know one thing. Um, I knew the Yankees' name got mentioned when the Astros' name got mentioned. I did know that, but, you know, to each its own. I mean, here's the deal. They might have the Yankees. I ain't going to lie. They might have done something because the Astros had the Yankees' number for quite some time. This is true. I wouldn't uh, be shocked that the Yankees did something. Well, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be either. I mean, Brian Cashman, I'm sure, would do anything at this rate to get her another yeah, one. But true. But then again, they have 27 titles. Who the hell cares? <laughs> it's New York, though, dude. Yankee fans. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, this is a fair point. New York. This is a New Yorker. I don't, know, I don't remember if it, if, it, if it was this show that I brought this up on or something, but uh, I remember seeing, like, a sign that somebody made that was, like, dissing Yankee fans. It's It was, like, it asked, how many Yankees fans does it take yes. to change the light bulb? Is it 27 of them? <laughs> They don't change it. They just complain about how good the old one was. This is true. Uh, shifting from baseball to football, uh, last week Julio Jones was traded to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Mike, I believe we called this on your show mm-hmm. where we said Tennessee would be the favorite in this case. I'm telling you, I don't buy this. I don't buy it. I like the move, though. I mean... Now you got what AJ Brown and Julio, AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry in the backfield, and Tannehill on his good day. I mean, he can throw it on his okay, good day. Okay, Tannehill's good. That's 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 cool. I can hand the ball off to to Ryan. I can hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and throw behind that offensive line. All right, that's great. It's the same mistake. It's the same situation with Tony Romo and Dak Prescott, though not as good. Okay, just play action, throw to Des Bryant or Jason Witten. Done. But Ryan Tannehill's not worth $33 million fucking dollars. No. No, oh, no, he's not that, no. He's not a top 10. He's, sure. I mean, it, it makes no sense that his, his MVP rankings or his MVP odds have increased since this trade. It's like, cool, Julio Jones. I mean, yeah, I wanted him on the Seahawks, but that's because I thought Schneider would be able to pull this off. But And Jack would have punched me in the face all the way from California from that. Probably still would. Yeah, you probably still would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't buy it. I don't see how Julio Jones makes Tennessee a formidable team. They have issues. They still got issues. They got no pass rush. They have their secondary is gone. They have no secondary. <sighs> Just I don't understand it. Um, I was like, oh Tennessee, they're, they're. I had a friend, Mike, our our buddy Will, texted mm-hmm. me the art when that trade happened. He said Tennessee will beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. I was like, yeah, sure. Sure, like Buffalo doesn't well, exist. Tennessee, if Tennessee, I still think Buffalo's the best team. But Buffalo doesn't exist. Clearly, the, the Church of Josh Allen is disappointed yeah. in him. The Church of Josh Allen strikes again. The Church of Josh uh, Allen is disappointed in Will. 
I think Tennessee's the third best team in the AFC. But I mean, Tennessee, I don't think Tennessee's even the third best team in the AFC. I think Indianapolis could be better than them. You're calling India top three team in the AFC? Lord, no, no, God, no. <laughs> no, God, no. I was going to say. Okay, Buffalo, Kansas City are the obvious two. Well, yeah. Cleveland, Buff- maybe. No, no, Cleveland, Lord, no. maybe. If Splash was here, he'd be arguing Baltimore. No, well, I, I don't know about Baltimore. I don't know. I don't know I mean, either. I mean, Greg Roman has his, has his moments as offensive coordinator, but then again, we saw in San Francisco where he just dips. But then again, Splash is probably the biggest homer. Something about dipping. Well, who would you be a top three, Dan? Buffalo, Kansas City, Cleveland. Easy. Not even, not even a thought. Cleveland looks scary. They do look pretty good. Cleveland. Well, I, I like what Cleveland did over the offseason. I totally agree with that. And although it's a little less obvious than uh, I, I, I would say those two being the top two are a little are ob- uh, more obvious than. Mm-hmm. I have Indy winning the South. I think the Colts win the South. Having Carson Wentz behind that offensive line just makes it makes makes this a whole lot better. But and they, they're, a healthy healthy? Offense, they're a healthy offensive line. Yes, if he can stay healthy, that's a big question. But please score. Please score, Islanders. Please score, Islanders. Please score. Do me a favor. No, 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 no. Don't you? Yes, defense, baby. I guess this is not going to be as much of a watch party as it was last episode. Yeah, it's not. It, it won't be because we because we have an exclusive interview. Thanks, Mike, for that, by the way. Um, Mike and I had an exclusive interview with I can with uh, his nickname is Moose. His nickname is Moose. It's Muhammad Mahmoud. Long Island Zone, quarterback uh, for uh, Friction State and Wagner College. We'll transfer out of Wagner College in this case, um, and it's a great story, great interview that we had. So you will get that for an hour, and then. You will get that for partially an hour of this show, and then you will hear the rest of us yammer on and bullshit about stuff for God knows how long. But regardless, you will have us for two hours, which doesn't cut into any of your nights at all, which you could be out drinking hard liquor. It's the weekend. It's the weekend. (laughs) It's the weekend. It is exciting. Um, did you guys see the, uh, the Dallas Mavericks debacle that happened in the last 72 hours? Holy now out. You know, the surprise I move, I guess, if you right call from... surprise, even though I really wasn't, was Scott Brooks being fired at, uh, as Washington. That wasn't surprising. Coach. That wasn't surprising. He and Russell Ross, but he and Mc Triple Double do not get along. From his days at Oklahoma City. Well, Scott needs great players to make him look good. Oh, yeah. No shit. <laughs> Which washed guy, the away. I just uh, sold on him. Um, but the whole situation with Luca being unhappy, he's still going to sign that Supermax deal oh, with Dallas. But he's still going to sign that contract with Fingers the Fingers crossed. Uh, but I better hope th- so. This whole situation with Rick Carl resigning... And their GM resigning is just 
Something's fishy around here in Dallas. Could we uh, potentially see a uh, John Calipari departure to Dallas? That would be nice. That'd be cool. John Calipari leaves Kentucky to go to Dallas. The guy, the dreamer in me wants to see Luca come to the Lakers, but that's what just got <laughs> <laughs> My dream is to see Zion go to the Knicks. <laughs> that ain't going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm, not, I'm saying it right now as a no. Lakers fan. As awesome as it would be, it's not going to happen. It would ever. be fantastic to see that. It would. We need it, honestly. The Knicks would. Oh, there's Dan Feeney and his glorious. Well, you know, Russ was unhappy when Brooks got fired. He thinks he may went out in Washington and see the Knicks be a potential trademark uh, partner for the services of Westbrook. No. Russell Westbrook in New York would be a blatant disaster. And he's not a Tibbs guy. He's not a he's not a Thibode, he's not a Tom Thibodeau guy. He, he's not. He doesn't play defense. He only wants to focus on stats. Which, I mean, Derrick Rose clearly showed that. Hey, even like past his prime years, he's still a reliable player. Julius Randle had MVP votes. Julius fucking Randle. I miss him. No, you don't. I don't regret the trade because of our result this year, this past season. Eh. Eh. It'd be nice to have him around still, though. <laughs> he has that Mamba mentality. I love that. He does. Marcel on a breakaway. Nope. It, it's like, it just, it reminds me of this stupid fucking post that I saw somebody make. I think it was like Clutch Points or some of the, one of those shitty pages. Um... Like it was asking, it was like taking all the Lakers players that they traded to like the Lonzo Ball trade, for example. And it was asking, did the Lake? Do you think the Lakers regret regretted making those moves? And I'm just sitting there, like, eh. did they not just win the championship? Yeah. Eh. Still, did they not just win the championship? No, if you win the championship, you don't regret the trade. Let's... I don't care what happens here on out. Keep in mind, you're a Lakers fan, so I am. So you are spoiled as fuck. Hey, you know I'm right, okay? I'm not apologizing for it. No, you know I'm right. Mike, Mike, he knows I'm right. (laughs) I know you're fucking accurate as hell. But you understand my point. This is this is a fair point. This is this is a great point. Um but I I, people say I'm spoiled as a as an Islander fan. Like, first of all, motherfucker. And you know exactly who you people are. Who, who say this shit. I am not a spoiled fan. I am right when I say this shit. A freak. You know who you are, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, guys, we are in the final four of the NHL playoffs as, ga- as game three, period one, has come to an end on Long Island. Montreal and Vegas. Oh, that tie. was a Banger last night. Yeah, it was. Beautiful game. Beautiful. Oh. Who do you think... Uh, I, I know it's still early on in the conference finals, but... Who's your Stanley Cup final pick, guys? What do we got? Jack, you start. Uh, I have... Tampa Bay. Of course you do. I know you're going to hate me for saying that, but Tampa Bay looks really good right now. I have Tampa Bay over... 
Vegas in seven. Right that would now. be the media pick. That would be, of course, the media pick. That's kind of a media pick, but it's kind of where I'm looking too, because it's like unless the Canadians and the and the Islanders do that'd something be a surprising, series, like that'd be a great series, though. It would be a really good series. Yeah, It'd be a phenomenal series. Mike, what do we got? Montreal over Tampa in six. <laughs> So, I'm the only one who's picking the Islanders, I see. I would call... Are you sure that's not like a bias pick? No, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. What are you talking about? Who would you pick, Dan? Besides the Islanders. Montreal and the Islanders. He's, he's, he's staying loyal, I'll give him that. I yeah. shall stay loyal until he... I, okay, so... Okay, so I have not shaved... Since the beginning of round one. Oh, boy. I have not shaved since the beginning of my face, jackass. Since the, <laughs> I, have not sha- I have not shaved the beard. I have shaved my cheeks and my neck, duh. But I have not shaved off the beard since round one. It is a beautiful, it is a beautiful time indeed. The tradition of the playoff beard lives... The most beautiful tradition in sports. It is a great tradition. It is a great tradition, which Jack cannot participate in because he's babyface. I don't grow facial hair. That's a shocker because I feel like you would grow. There's some guys out there that just don't, though. I feel like you would rock out a goatee, but I'm talking like the gamer goatee, like, like, like handle, like you have a mustache and like a little, like a little toothbrush right here on your chin. You could pull that off. Definitely, you could pull that off. Mike should keep his beard because it looks great on him. I'm still going to town. I'm yeah, going to definitely uh, let it grow out a lot, lot longer. Um, I was like, I got to trim it up for work purposes, but uh, nonetheless. Yeah, you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. But uh, we can thank J.J. Watt also for uh, Cole Colfield uh, being called up for Montreal. <laughs> Thanks, J.J. Check, you saw that? I did. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. All right. So before we take a quick break and move on to the interview uh, for me and Mike, um, I want to ask you guys of the Jack Eichel situation going on in Buffalo. What happens? What do we got? I think he's getting traded. I don't know who. Yep. Yeah, I can see him being traded. I don't know where they're really going to end with him leaving. What's up? I don't. The thing is, like, I just don't know where the Kings insist that they're out. I would. The Kings would be a nice fit. They would. I was disappointed as fuck when I heard that they were out. Now, the obvious point would be the Rangers. That would be the obvious pick. Would be the Rangers. Who just hired Gerard Gallant as their next head coach? Excellent hire, by the way. Excellent hire by the Rangers. That was a great hire. I was either it was either that or bring by Tortorella. You imagine Tortorella back in New York? The United States of Tortorella and the Rangers once again. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, but I. I 
he, he's going. To, I think he goes to the Rangers. What do you guys think, Mike? What do you think? Where does Jack Eichel take his talents to? You think he takes his talents down to South Beach? I was gonna ask you that. Where, do you think the Panthers get involved? I say I think Pan. I could see the Panthers. Yeah, that would help. The Panthers them. would be nice. Yeah, I could see that move. That would be a nice fit. He and Joe Quenville. Coach Q would not fuck around with that, though. No. Coach Coach Q would. Now, do you think... Now, watch. Jack Ugo's going to get traded. The Sabres win the Cup next year. That would be fucking hysterical to me. The poor fucking... That would be hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. And they beat the Leafs in the, in the conference final <laughs> in Game 7. No, God, no. The, the, Toronto can suffer as long yeah, as... Yeah, true. Toronto shall suffer. They shall suffer for their crimes. Now, what crimes, you may ask? Well, very simple. Paying 50-plus million dollars to four forwards. Jackasses. I blame <laughs> Kyle Davis for this. this douchebaggery. By the way, does Kyle Dubas look like a douchebag? Yes. Kinda. He, he looks very punchable. Oh, look, Ron Brindamore, the coach of the Hurricanes. Speaking of... Ah! Mr. Sveshnikov! <laughs> gets Jack every, every time. time. <laughs> it gets me every damn time. <laughs> <laughs> it is beautiful. By the way, the Hurricanes have since been eliminated. Yes. <laughs> They're going to be good, though. The Hurricanes will be good. They'll be good for a long time. Jack has Jack has dipped for two seconds. So that way we will go to break and a player interview with me and Mike and Moose. Enjoy, guys. It's time to BS. Oh yeah! A U Stadium podcast. As always, a lady from Zoom says we are being recorded, so that we are. Welcome to another episode of the Air Raid Attack podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and as always, listen to us on the Unhinged Sports Network every Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern. And of course, don't forget the new episodes that drop exactly at midnight on Friday mornings. Also, you can listen to us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google, anywhere you get your podcasts from. But in the meantime, I'm excited and honored to have a good buddy of mine, a guy I got to know very well here in the last few weeks. Moose is his nickname. I know it's Muhammad, but how do you say your last name? Uh, Mahmoud. Mahmoud. That sounds uh, awesome. Yeah. And uh, he is joining us. And uh, Moose, welcome to the Air Raid uh, Attack podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a blessing. Hey, my pleasure. And like I said, you know, in text, my, you know, I just want to get people recognized, get their name out there. And you never know. I'm hoping and praying that, uh, your story, how we talk tonight, will uh, bless someone, and you never know, may encourage them and change their life for the good. 100%. What about uh, Moose, if you guys don't mind? Um, of course, uh, played at, uh, was a D1 uh, FCS, with, which a lot of people don't realize is a Division One AA at Wagner. Uh, he went from there to uh, Nassau, I believe is how you say the name, Community College, and then uh, currently at Fitchburg State. Um, kind of, of course, a silly question, but a lot of people always like to know, um, 
how is it like being a college athlete, um, especially kind of throughout the recruiting process? Being a college athlete is very different from just living the rec normal life. Um, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of expectations from others. And uh, basically, that's how I'll put it. Totally understandable. And uh, I went to a very small school in Kentucky, Kentucky Christian University, which is a uh, I, they're a Mid-South Conference. I think they're in AIA Bowl. So, yeah. Um, very small town, nonetheless, but I know uh, it's definitely, definitely, like you said, it's a different environment. Uh, the game's a lot more faster than high school. Um, yeah. oh, of course, you know, being a backup um, in high school, kind of go through the process, which will lead up to where we're going to go tonight. Um, through the process of that, how are you able to <clears throat> um, position yourself? Of course, going to Wagner and just being, because, you know, everybody wants to play, everybody wants to start, be the starter, so on and so forth. Um, how did you get through all that stuff and moving forward? It's just having that mentality, you know. Um, throughout high school, I never got my opportunity, but that didn't stop me from putting the work in and doing what I believe I could do. And then when we got to my senior year, right, I started thinking, everyone started telling me, like, you sure you still want to do this? And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. I mean, as long as I'm praying, I'm grinding, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And that led up to Wagner College. There's actually a funny story about Wagner College, how I got there. Um, so Rob Calabrese, he's an East Islip, Long Island alum. Um, and I have a quarterback trainer whose name is James Brady on the island. And they are both best friends. At the time, Rob Calabrese was the offensive coordinator at Wagner College. Wow. And, and, uh, he had came to one of his workouts to just watch one of the kids and stuff like that. And uh, he saw me and he saw how hard I was working, how I was being a leader, and just all that stuff a quarterback needs to have. And a couple weeks later... I go to camp at Wagner College, and camp goes well. And after the camp, I get a text. He's like, you want to come be a part of the Wagner Seahawks? And I was like, coach, wow. it would be an honor. And it was because, you know, I fought through a lot of adversity in high school. And being a backup, it's, it's not easy at all to play a college sport mm -hmm. as a backup from high, get recruited especially. And that's where, that's where that is. Of course, you know, now we're in Wagner and I know, um, suffered quite a bit of injuries and of course COVID, um, through all these injuries, uh, just to name a few out there is a tibula, your fibula, um, got diagnosed with, uh, autoimmune uh, illness, um, phallus and, and so on and so forth. Kind of walk the audience or the fans and the listeners out there through that process. Was it during your uh, career or during your time at Wagner or even in the community college ranks or college football, I should say, just in general? Was it high school and then, of course, leading up to COVID? How did all this kind of uh, sit in your mind straight type of thing? So, going like, it started 
in uh, December of 2019 when I was at Fitchburg State, actually. And uh, we were in the in the beginning of COVID, kind of, oh. at that point. And uh, I had uh, broken my tibia, fibia, and talus, which is a two-year injury, and it's not easy to bounce back from. And I had surgery in January 2020. After the two weeks after post-op, I started feeling like numbness and tingling through my body. I started getting muscle twitches, just stuff that wouldn't seem normal to any other person on their own body. And what happened was I started getting high temperatures. I started feeling weak. I started losing like five, like 10 pounds a week, stuff like that. And I had a, I got to a point where I'm like, I can't take it. And then one night I was like, it's, it's it. I have to go to the hospital. I go to the hospital. They perform some tests on me and then they hospitalized me for, uh, an autoimmune illness called Guillain-Barre syndrome. And uh, it was definitely a challenging point in my life because after all the adversity I faced, I thought I was clearing up and I thought I'm on the uprise to, you know, greatness. And I still am, but, Absolutely. you know, it was a, it, it was, it literally was, it took a toll on my body and I didn't feel like myself. And you made a good point, and you made a, a good thing I kind of want to pick, not so much pick on, but kind of, you know, ask a question, you know, here you are, you're on the path of where, you know, where you're wanting to go, it looks like you said, things are looking great, you have setbacks. After all, you know, after this setback, was there a time that you look back and just really like started to get discouraged to the point that, and a lot of people like to question it, but it's like, is this even for me at this rate? Because continuous injuries and now illness and of course we haven't even talked about COVID yet uh was there a time that uh you're just like man this you know enough's enough type of attitude or just continue to pursue it um obviously it comes with a lot of anxiety and stress and depression I also went through a mental health crisis uh with all that was going on and my injury and all that and I'm not scared to open up about that so yeah, there's, it's the anxiety, stress and depression and all that. But at the same time, I knew that I was going to bounce back from this and I'm going to keep going on my path to greatness. Of course, now here we, now here we go. Um, no one anticipated it. We got COVID, you know, um, here in Oklahoma city, it was mainly, mainly March, um, and right before I continue, we got a special guest on here. Hold on one second. Um, Mr. Dan, are you on? Maybe, maybe not. Dan, are you on? So here we are looking at COVID. And, you know, of course, it starts across the globe. China rushes um, across, the, across the... Dan, are you on? You good, Dan? Technology. Very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the host of the Time to BS podcast on here as well. Uh, Dan, Dan, welcome to the show. Um, Kind of fill you in. We're in the process of talking um, uh, some injuries that's leading up to now we're COVID. And, uh, of course, you guys are both Long Island guys. So uh, 
I kind of I out, saw out that. Yeah. I saw that. The second, the second I found your Twitter profile, I was like, all right, I got to get on with this. Of course. Of course. Moose, this is Dan. Dan, Moose, uh, great guy. We're just now, just now started. So welcome. Welcome on, Dan. I hate technology with a burning passion of a thousand suns. <laughs> the amount of sodium that has been perspiring off of off of my hands, off the amount of bullshit that is in the process of me trying to update my computer, just to update my computer alone <laughs> for forty five minutes. Yeah, I feel that. I hate it. I hate it, Moose. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Ah, oh, can't complain. Can't complain on my end, except for crap but regardless <laughs> so um so moose now we've got the injuries um you're looking at covid <laughs> as all of us were taken by surprise by covid now i got injuries you got your illness now we got covid obviously you got protocols what kind of protocols were they not so much enforcing but they were applying to to you guys and making sure that you guys stayed healthy so on and so forth, and how did all that affect now where I'm assuming spring ball is now taking place at that point or darn near close to it, and kind of walk us through. Now we're talking COVID. Yeah. yeah. So speaking about spring ball, we didn't have a spring ball then, and uh, the last time I touched a field for a game-like situation was uh, November 2019. That's the last time I played a game. And uh, aside from that, the protocols and everything they sent us home as soon as COVID started, they thought they're going to be able to handle handle it. They said masks, stuff like that. But two weeks later we get an email. They're like, you guys got to go home. And then after that, the whole summer COVID lockdown, stuff like that. And um, yeah. What was lockdown like? What was lockdown like for you from a, from a mental and personal experience uh, for you? It was, Definitely a lot because it's something that we weren't used to. Um, personally, myself, I'm someone who is grinding 24-7. I'm either at the gym. I'm either somewhere else. But the gym's even closed down. Yeah. Like, all the training facilities closed down on Long Island. So, it was like, you had to do – you had to make what, what's best for you. Like, you had to find what you could do in the meantime. And I thought it was going to be over. Like, there's a couple weeks, but – then you know your whole summer is gone and it's fall semester already and it's just like took it by storm basically yeah it was crazy times indeed crazy times indeed huh yeah Mike, what you got oh yeah of course you know obviously you grinding you know we love football you grinding and like i said <clears throat> just even getting to know you the last few weeks has been amazing what were you what was your mindset, not so much mindset, but what were you doing at home or during lockdowns that were able to keep you, um, what I would consider in shape to an extent, or even uh, works out and all that good stuff at home? What were you able to do to kind of stay in shape until you guys got the all clear or semi all clear to come back to campus and resume whatever practices may have taken place? Yeah. So, yeah. so when COVID started, I had uh, I still had my boot on, so when I got back home, I had my boot on. But stuff I would do every day would be like 
just get my push-ups in, just single leg work, get my throws in with towels and stuff since I couldn't throw. Just the little things because, you know, the little things one day are going to add up to the big things. Absolutely. Absolutely with that. Um, we are uh, here on Time to BS. We like to ask the very serious and important questions. Yep. Uh, including the sometimes the most difficult ones to ask you. So as a fellow Long Island guy, I yep. want to ask you, if you could have four sandwiches to have with the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is dying. It's, a, it's an inside joke that we that we had. Uh, Mike, Mike is uh, one of our one of our co-hosts here on Time DBS, and we have an inside joke called the Great Sandwich Debate, which is you asked if you could have four sandwiches to have for the rest of your life, what would they be? All right. Very difficult because as you know, here on the island, we have a ton of great delis around here. So you said four? Four sandwiches. I'm going to say bacon, egg, and cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese, bacon, Party egg, and cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> That's already a good start. I like them already. <laughs> I love them already. <laughs> That's all, you, that's all you could have on the island. It's all you could have. It's all you could have on the island. See, Mike, you want someone who, who has the true, who has another great true experience of Long Island. There you go. <laughs> I'll still take my, on a side note, I'll still take my barbecue, though. <laughs> there you go. Take your own barbecue with that one. Um, outside of sandwiches, uh, what was the, uh, the process for you, like coming off your, going through your injury process? Uh, any mental aspects of that? Um, cause you, you mentioned that you're always grinding. I love that. Yeah. So do tell more. Yeah. So mentally, definitely a challenge. One of the most challenging things I've been through in life. I went through a series of anxiety, stress, and depression with that because it's not something easy to go through a trimalular fracture. And two weeks after that, getting diagnosed with an autoimmune illness it's not easy but as long as god's on your side as long as you're praying as long as you're doing as long as you're doing the little things and day by day you're seeing improvement that's all that matters there you go i love that amen to that one love love i know you mentioned um playing since the fifth grade i'm just curious i'm an old lineman and tight end by trade, defensive end um, when we played eight-man football, but um, were you always quarterback, Moose? No, I was not always quarterback. Quarterback, I started playing quarterback in high school. That's it. Very nice. Uh, but back in the day, DN, yeah, tight end, yep. played a little bit of that, you know. I'm trying to find my high school jersey. Give me a second. <laughs> So growing up, of course, um, was there any players you idled? Like mine was John Elway, not just because I was a Bronco fan, but it was John Elway. Another one was, um, you know, Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp and uh, Michael Strahan, uh, the uh, Reggie White, so on and so forth. Um, was there any players that you idled or even admired growing up uh, during your playing days when you first started? Um, yeah, so obviously I gotta go with my guy Tom Brady, you know. He's hard up to bad He was a late pick. He had a dog mentality. He never gave up and he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Doug Flutie, of course, 
One of the oh, shortest yeah, to ever yeah. play oh, the game. We know a guy who would love that. <laughs> and uh, as far as mindset and stuff, I got to give it down to Kobe, Mamba mentality. Yeah. Growing up, you know, watching Kobe, he's an idol. And, I mean, rest in peace to him. But yes, he, taught, he taught me a lot about myself, and he made me realize a lot. There you go. I was, a, um, I was mainly a pass rusher uh, in high school football. Uh, I was like a third down pass rusher, uh, sub-defensive end, linebacker mainly. I played some middle linebacker every now and then, but I always found more fun rushing the passer. Yeah. I was an offensive lineman. I was always the big kid yeah. growing up, but, um, oh, man, so much fun. So much fun. 100%. Oh, I love it. I got the linebacker number two. I got 58. Where'd you uh, play? Uh, Bayport. Bayport, oh, out Bayport. There. a lot of good restaurants out there. Yes, yes. On the water. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mike, great find. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man. This yeah. Dude, this dude's a real deal. Just I love him already. Not even sports people, this dude's a real deal. Oh. Is there awesome. a certain, I know it's a lot of people don't like to answer it, and that's perfectly fine, but um, I'm sorry, I, my other buddy of mine is a podcast hong we're going to do lunch tomorrow so he's texting but is there another is there another um i should say is there a bible verse that you really just really rely on during good bad you know 20 as my dad would always say i grew up a pastor's son as my dad would always say regardless of the good the bad the ugly is there one verse that you just your it's your go-to regardless of whatever you are facing in the highs and the lows so currently I am actually I'm actually going through like I'm starting to learn and get into it and I have a friend who's really close with me who we're starting to get into it so I don't have a, currently have one but I'm getting into it. Very nice. There you go. If you need a Bible, I will be glad to send you the Bible app. It's pretty cool. Of course, definitely send that over to me. Pretty cool. Be sending your way right now. There you go. I got it too. So I got I got I, I get a Bible verse every night. Uh, around half hour from now, I should be getting one. Every every morning when I wake up, every morning when I go every night when I go to sleep. Yeah, uh, it's been helping. It's been helping. That's for sure. Yeah, but going back to the mental side of things. I, I, I'm a mental health advocate, so I'd like to keep asking all the mental health questions. Um, what were some coping mechanisms you would teach yourself when you're uh-huh. going through the mental side of things uh, with the autoimmune, the autoimmune disease, your injury, hospitalization, et cetera? What were some coping me- mechanisms you taught yourself? Um, the best one I learned from my quarterback trainer, who's also an expert in breathing. It was meditation and breath work. That was the number one thing, waking up, um, teaching your body how to relax, doing the little things, changing your daily habits. So, oh, boy. Is that coming right now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it was basically changing your daily habits, doing little things like breathing, meditating. And at the end of the day, what really helped me was spending time with your loved ones. Because I feel like a lot of it happened when I was away from home at school. 
and I was going through a lot of mental health stuff. But when I came back home, I changed my daily habits. I started breathing. I started meditating and I was around my loved ones. So, you know, just spending time with your loved ones really helps. That is very important. It's very yeah. important. Of course uh-huh. it is. Um, another question. Um, and I lost it. You're fine. Why do you think about it? What has, and that's the kind of question I asked uh, about three or four coaches um, in previous shows. I still continue. We still continue to text back and forth from time to time, at least every other week or, or every other day or so. But the real question we always continue to ask each other is, what has, and you might have answered it, what has t- 2020 was for all of us, and Dan, it actually goes for you as well. What has 2020 taught you? Um, I know on my end, it's like you mentioned, family, loved ones. My dad suffered a stroke. We honestly wasn't, we didn't think he was going to make it through. Unfortunately, you know, he's not on his, he's on his way out. But what has, what has 2020 taught you more than you probably wasn't focused on prior, well, I would say pre-COVID? I, I learned that compassion and empathy are important and that we all, we are all resilient. That's what I learned this year, that year alone. That's what I learned. We're all vulnerable in the end. We're all vulnerable. We're all human. There's no such thing as perfection in the end. It comes to human beings. Yep. Um, We're all different in a sense. Like, but I always, but I always thought myself, Hey, be kind to people. You, even though you don't, I mean, Moose, Moose, you and I just met. Yep. And I can already see. He's a good guy. He's a very good guy. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. I could say the same about you. Thanks, my man. Thank you, brother. Uh, Mike, you got more questions? <laughs> so I'm going to ask. It's a non-football-related question. Of course. And are you a Yankee or are you a Met? Um, I'm neither. Fair enough. I like I'm a Red Sox fan. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. All right. Well, on this note, we got to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. That's the funny part. I knew no, it was I coming. Good. The second you said neither, I was like, it's got to be Red Sox. It's, got, it's, it's always in New York, too. It is always in New York. When there are no Yankee fans or Red Sox or, or Met fans, it is always Boston. Always yeah. nothing wrong with that. I like. Uh, I respect them. I respect it's, it's hysterical, but it's great. Uh, are you a hockey fan by chance? Um, yeah, I saw my Bruins get beat this past by the Isles. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. I like. I like watching sports. You know, it's a good time. You learn a lot about it, and. It's always a good time when you're not grinding, when you're not doing anything else. You tend to stand up in front of the TV every now and then. Yeah. When you're when you're when you're like too focused in the game. Yeah. Like I find myself doing that with football. I find, but my my dad gets amazed by this because I have seen enough because I'm on the autism spectrum, and I can see like in my head I can see where the play is going to go. Yeah. Sort of that's and I've had friends tell me you should be a coach, like right? Uh, oh that's what playing quarterback is. Every time I'm watching a play, NFL yeah. or college, I look at what coverage it is, I look at what every what's going on, and I'm like, 
Ball's going right there. Yep. Do you read this? Do you oh, because I I've talked to a few quarterbacks before where they say they read the linebackers instead of reading the safeties. Is so that I go. So my line of scrimmage procedure is how many high safeties, depth, eyes, leverage of the corners, depth, eyes, leverage of the linebackers, and then I check the box. Nice, nice. Usually, uh, do you check the do you check the uh, what positions they play? Because sometimes defense like to play th- four defensive ends, all in the box. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I that's that that goes hand in hand with pre-game film study and looking who the guys are and yeah. being ready for whatever I comes. That. I love that. As um, I uh, I tried out for a little bit of quarterback. In my, I, I didn't have the bill for it nor the head for it. Um, but I always thought I, I always would look at plays. Even in hockey, I would see, okay, this is where the puck is going. That's where they're trying to go. The goaltender is specifically weak on his glove hand. Yeah. Shoot high towards the glove. Yeah. And most most defenses work the same way. Yeah. Like the Jets defense, the Jets defenses, for example, are always running in a three-four scheme with two defensive tackles, one big defensive end, and the outside linebackers generally are pass rushers. But sometimes they like to do one inside backer, two pass rushers, four defensive, three defensive tackles, and Big corners. Yeah. So, um, I. What's the what's the uh, what was it? What's the most interesting defensive scheme you've seen throughout your college career? If you could take us back, if you could take us back in your memory. <laughs> in college, all of them. Oh, really? <laughs> Every single scheme you see, <laughs> it's pretty interesting because, on pre like whatever scheme they're running. Pre-snap, that guy could be over here. Post-snap, that guy could be all the way across. It's just they fly around. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to ask this just to I'm, – I'm sure the answer is what I'm thinking of. Are you a New England Patriots fan by chance? Um, I grew up watching Tom Brady, so we're going to have to go with New England. The reason why I say this is because the fellow guy that's on here, his team did not run the ball with Marshawn Lynch. They threw it. You know, and you guys intercepted it. I don't know if you remember that or not, but you know the one yard line. I think Dan remembers that quite well. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, a lot of people didn't agree with that, but hey, as long as my Pats won, that's fine. But if I was the OC, I would have punched it up right up the gut with my. <laughs> Everything was going well. Everything was going fantastic. I think I think Tom Brady looked into the eyes of Pete Carroll and was like, "You better not." Oh, Pete Carroll is fucking not is what he is. Oh my god! But I'm gonna get this straight here. I don't yeah. hate Pete Carroll, the coach. Yeah, great coach. It's the executive I've a pain in the ass with. One hundred percent. starts up top. Yeah, it starts up top and. He's the executive VP of football operations for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Um, Chuck Arnold is the president of operations for the for the team. Schneider, the GM. Whatever Schneider does goes through Pete. And let's let's face it, Pete's the boss. So, I mean, most of the of the decisions I have not been fond with, but 
what do I care? I mean, they're winning games. Um, yeah. So far, they've become the Washington Capitals of the NFC, but what do I know? Yeah. What do I know? I'm just some schmuck head in front of a microphone who talks BS while wearing a Seahawks hat. What do I know? I'll hold on. <laughs> What's your early, early take, Moose, on this year's Patriots team, by? Um, did a lot of rebuilding. I like small pieces, and I feel like Cam Newton's working really hard this offseason to block out the noise from this past year. And Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, everyone's working together. Everyone's getting things going. And uh, with the new arrival of Mac Jones, baby, he'll be ready to go. Mac Jones is going to be a player. Oh, yeah. Mac Jones is going to light it up. I was going to ask you, who would you start? Would you start Cam? Would you start Mac Jones? Would you start Mac Jones? Or would you throw a wild card in there? Or start Stidham. Um, I've always been a Stidham fan. I just feel like he hasn't had many opportunities, and he's been behind a lot of guys, uh, barely any time to get the playbook in, stuff like that. Like he obviously gets less reps, and he was thrown into situations during COVID. I would say to show who he was, and that's that itself is great. And but my take: start Cam Newton. Uh, just experience. And all that's there, and bring in Mac Jones as the season goes, and uh, see what happens. They'll be a good team. I don't think they'll be a great team, but they got the pieces to be like, oh, we're competitive. Uh, uh, we can win, you know, eight, nine, ten games because we can. I mean, we're the New England Patriots. We are. We've won six Super Bowls in twenty years. I mean, yeah. we have. They have that respect. Yeah, great head coach of all time, and uh, I'll blame it on that one. Can't count, uh, can't count them out when you got no. the greatest coach of all time, and you got one of the best dynasties. I, I can't blame you on that one. I'm, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm disappointed and excited. This game three for the Islanders is tomorrow night. I'm disappointed and excited at the same time because I don't want them to blow it because I like the beard. <laughs> I like my and this. I've I've have not shaved since right the beginning of round one. <laughs> so I'm, it's growing out good. Mine's is growing out good. Yeah, it's. You should see my dad's. His is literally down there, and obviously he has reasons. So, but you um, the beard but I, you about? do what you've been using the beard stuff. I uh, yeah. you about. It's so, so thick right now. It might be coming off if we if we don't get rid of these hundreds here. Uh, it might be coming off, but I don't know. Oh. I may deal with it. Uh, but uh, what's your best style of offense to run? What fits? What offensive style fits you best? You're a free option guy. Um, of course, love all that stuff, but I like multiple kind of concepts of pro, the pro style and spread systems. I mean, obviously, I'm a small guy playing quarterback, uh, 5'9", and uh, people like me, Kyler Murray, all those guys that are doubted, we need to have our, we need to have those legs on us. So I like a multiple offensive system with schemes like quarterback tag runs, stuff like that, zone reads, play action passes, three-step, five-step, stuff like that. Would you uh... – 
How is your style of quarterback playing compared? What would you compare your style of quarterback play? Because you said you're you're a five nine quarterback, so you you say yourself you're not a big quarterback, but you have size. Yeah. So you got like a typical like Russell Wilson type of figure. Yeah. Uh, would you consider yourself like a like a two step quick pass, or would you want to buy some time to set up that deep play? Um, obviously, whatever the play gives us first, then I'm like, uh, whatever, if it, if I need to get the ball out quick, I'll do that in the pocket. And if the defense want me to, I'll get out there and shake some guys. Yeah. Shaking my yeah. Kyler Murray is going to shake that Seattle defensive line this year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. he's going to go him, him. Uh, MVP this year on me. Defense. How do you shake a defense? We don't even have one. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's like. We don't even have a defense. What kind of question was that? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Watch Colin Murray get the, get Listen, the MVP. I, I like, I like the Murray pick. I do. I think he's going to be a good player. Do I think MVP? Cliff Kingsbury is your head coach. That's all I'm going to say. I've seen I, you you yourself as a Big Twelve guy, no Texas Tech from the thank you for no Texas Tech from the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury is not the right coach for the Cardinals. Well, Cliff Kingsbury can't be though you, but uh, nonetheless, no Cliff King. He shocked me when he took the job. I ain't gonna lie about that one. I didn't think he was going to job. I thought it was a good fit, but what do I know? Um, Jesus, what do I, what do I know? But, um, um, <laughs> God, we got soft track. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Hong <laughs> that text, I was not expecting. Um, he just told me to make sure that for lunch, I don't show up in speed. I'm like, yeah, I ain't definitely going to happen. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> what? if you guys know, I'm going to text Margie, his wife. I'm going to be like, here's what your husband's sending me. You need to fix this stuff. Um, You'll need to wear jeans or pants. Don't wear Speedos. So anyway, uh, but um, is there a college team that you just, is there one, knowing obviously back in New York, College football, uh, to my knowledge, isn't that big back there. But yeah, is there a team that you just root for, or just college football is college football? You just watch football to, because we love it. Um, college football, obviously, I'm gonna root for this team I play for. Um, first and foremost, regardless of what team it is. Yep. But growing up, I grew up ten minutes away from Long Island University, which is a new member of the FCS, Division One FCS, instead of Northeast Conference. They play Wagner now. So that's – I used to watch them growing up, and I always loved watching Cliff Kingsbury, like we were spoke, speaking, his offense at Texas Tech and just running those concepts and stuff. Grew up watching that. And uh, obviously a big, big, big Nick Saban fan. I'm not an Alabama fan. But I love the coaching style of Nick Saban, so I'd always watch Bama football. I feel like Nick Saban would be one of those guys to get into a couple fights. Uh, I feel like I Coach Saban would do that. 
I don't think so. Nick Saban's a very serious guy. He I'm sure he's ticked off some people, but I don't I don't know about fights though. He very quiet dude, but you know who Nick Saban is when he gets into the room. Would Nick Saban look great in a beard? No. Really? No. I think most could pull off a goatee. <laughs> I think you can pull off a goatee. You know, like you yeah, I used to have one. Like a, like a nice goatee, like the Walter White goatee from Breaking Bad. I feel like you can pull that off. <laughs> Thank you. Why is a beard smoking one of our sponsors? I have no idea. Thank you, thank you. Oh, but man. I saw you. I saw uh, Mike. I saw you followed my boy who's uh, transferring out of the University of Kentucky, yes, Anthony Gandy Jr. Now, you talking about me being the real deal? Should watch this guy. You know, he's in the portal what? right now, looking for an opportunity. He's my brother for life. Um, From Penn State. Um, yeah, he's looking at looking for a better opportunity, and uh, he's been grinding like crazy down in uh Florida. So, yeah, we should you got to get him on here sometime. Yeah, I would say I'll have to shoot him once I get off. Of, once we get I get this thing uploaded, I'll uh shoot him and try to get him on. And uh, and uh, hey, just let him know that you know Lincoln Riley's always looking for great talent down here in Norman. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma. <laughs> Yes, sir. He's in the process of looking, looking at a couple schools like that, you know. So, right right now. is that OU DNA? What, Dan? What's up? What'd you say? James Franklin over to Happy Valley, the great state of Pennsylvania. Although <laughs> the one time, wait, two times national champions. Yeah. And uh, Penn State, you get the point. <laughs> yeah, but. It's like I was saying, kid's amazing. Um, known him for a couple of years now. Um, haven't met anyone like him. Nice. A man of faith, a man who grinds all the time, who never gives up. He's been through a lot himself and uh, where he is now and how we're – every day he's in Florida, we, we're probably on the phone like four or five hours a day. So nice. we're That's always fantastic. checking in with each other. Both of our uh, – I, I love his family. He loves my family. It's just that type of bond. That's awesome. That's I love that, man. That's that's, that's, that's awesome, dude. It's good to hear. Tickle, tickle is Mike's fancy. He's not even paying attention to this. What's funny? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Tickles your fancy. <laughs> now, if I tell Hong, no, we're, that's not going to happen. Um, but no, we're gonna have some good barbecue tomorrow. Um, of course, you know what's what's your take? I know it's still a sports realm on the potential college football playoff uh, expansion, and of course, uh, do you think we could see eventually massive conferences forming, so much as the little dogs eventually make a, make a run for the big dogs like Cincinnati, for example. 100%. I feel like it's some small, there's a lot of small schools that could take down big schools, but it's a matter of time at this point. You know, a lot of people won't agree on it. A lot of people will agree on it, but everyone deserves equal respect, equal, like equal, basically equality. And I think there are some, 
small school dogs that could come in and Mm -hmm. make some big dogs. I know that for a fact. So I feel like in the near future, that's coming. What's one sport growing up that you wish that you never played that you kind of wish you kind of had, or at least you wanted to attempt it? Um, I would definitely say uh, either basketball or lacrosse. Yeah. You know, both explosive sports, a lot of speed involved, a lot of power, a lot of explosiveness. Just, just you know, something to help me better my athletic ability at the game of football. You know, playing multiple sports definitely helps. I know here in Oklahoma City, I know – you know, ours is pretty much basic. You got the basic sports. I know mine was always lacrosse. Kucky says explosive, big time helps with your skills, especially when it comes to football. Yeah. Um, I know Dan, he, he sent a he sent a, a text, I think, to a group of us a few weeks ago. I'm going to get your take on it. Is a wrap a sandwich? <laughs> Is a rapper sandwich. Um, yes. There you go, Dan. Do tell. As be me, I'm curious. As great king, as as supreme overlord of the sandwiches, I I do like to hear your take on this. It's um bread wrapped in some stuff, so I call that a sandwich. Okay. Now, would you consider a burrito a sandwich? Uh, oh, I got you there, did I? I mean, I consider that a sandwich too, kind of, you know. It's the bread wrapped and stuff, but people want to call it a burrito, but I just call it going to Chipotle. You let me get that sandwich. Oh, yeah. Uh, now I want to go to Bubba's Burrito Bar. Now I want to go there. Oh, you never been there? You never been to Bubba's? Oh, uh, Yeah. I have. It's a very good place. So, Mike, I believe I told you about this place before. Um, Bubba's Burrito Bar, it is tradition at that burrito bar to get something called the guilt trip in your first time at the burrito bar. Um, I believe it's some, I believe it's like rice, chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, bacon, shredded cheese. It's, oh, God. You want to talk about like a fat man burrito? It's beautiful, beautiful. However, this sounds good. It's yeah, it's great. Not as good as not as good as barbecue in the Midwest, but what do I know? Not much. <laughs> not a whole lot. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Mike, how you doing? We haven't we haven't got a chance to talk. <laughs> no, I'm here. My dad's uh. My dad's been my main focus, so, um, so you know it's it's been a it's been a doozy. But um, <clears throat> to all the listeners out there, because I know quite a bit that may get the realm out there. Are you when it comes to positions? What other positions can you play that might ease some other people's minds, just in case? First and foremost, I'm a quarterback, and I'm only going to be a quarterback. Remember Lamar Jackson saying that and all those guys when they were coming to the NFL draft. So that's how I'm going to take it. I'm always going to play quarterback regardless of the height, regardless of the hate, regardless of the doubt. But being an athlete, you got to 
put your team in the best position possible. And I feel like if I was to be told, go here and do this, I'd do that because I love my team. I love the game. And uh, if I'm an athlete, they could put me anywhere on the field, you know? Oh. At all. Love that. What's it? What's it? Hey, I'm going to ask this because I got asked this a while back. Yeah. What's the worst part? That what's one one part of playing the game that you just cannot despise? I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I've, there was a coach that I that we were just talking with. Mine was two days. I as much as I love practice, the two days just that sucked. Got me opposite. I don't love them. Um, hated them. Two days. Two days are now kind of not NCAA right. rule that you can't do it. Obviously, but instead of the two days, you have that one practice. Then you got to work at. Then you got tons of meetings. You got film. You got all this stretching, mobility stuff. Like throughout the day, you're busy, regardless of if it's two days or not. But yeah, that's the grind about it. You know, after two days got, if two days got taken away, started turning into instead of that second practice, a walkthrough, which is oh, not really yeah. a walkthrough, but you're at it. It's more just, yeah. Yeah. It's like a cheap way of saying two a day. Yep. Hey, there you go. those are the best. Those are the best in football. Those are the best. 100%. Sweat your ass off, especially the cold. Oh, yeah. great. Do you prefer warm weather or cold weather? Or is it kind of just run with it? I just run with it. Um, I got to be ready for all weather. So it's just like, of course, we love warm weather. But at the end of the day, you got to roll with the punches. And it, I, I usually don't get cold when it's cold. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, gotta roll with the punches and play with any storm that comes your way. I feel like the polar bear plunge would be in your wheelhouse if you were to do the polar bear plunge uh, here on here on the island, Long Beach. Oh my god! Yeah, I would go. I would sweat my rear end over Long Beach right right now if the polar plunge is going on right now. Absolutely would. Of course, I'm an hour and a half away, but yeah. Are you more? Are you more of a bench guy or squats? You'd be surprised how many people cannot bench, but they can squat like you can't believe. Leg day every day. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm actually in a program right now at this athletic facility in Long Island, focusing on lower body explosion, strength, and stuff like that. So big focus on legs of course you like you know you like the bench for that upper body build those upper muscles look good you know but when it comes to playing ball it's all about that lower body and being explosive so it's big squat guy big clean guy stuff like that Woo. i'm a i'm more of a squat guy <laughs> yeah I'm nice squat love guy. to hear it love squats love to hear it Law squats. I uh but also I'm a between squats and deadlifts, I'll have to go deadlifts. Deadlifts are so much fun. Yeah, trap bar. Love doing that. Yeah. What's the heaviest you did with trap bar? Um, it's a secret. Uh, but all right, I'll go. Um trap bar I've been recently been hitting in the fours. Same here. What's your 40 time if you don't ask me mind me asking? Um I haven't ran a 40 since high school. 
Nice. Um, because that was like camp season, you know, going right. out of high school and yeah. uh, once you're in college, you don't really run forties, but and since I got hurt, I didn't run a forty, but in high school I was uh mid to high fours. Nice. Like high that. fours more so. That's not bad. That's a wheels for QB. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love that shit. <laughs> Are you like say for example, we're in the tundra of Green Bay, you know, not so much the Packers, but just like in uh, Wisconsin, so on and so forth. Are you the quarterback that's gonna wear those long sleeves to keep warm? Or are you the one that's just gonna like me? And I'm not a quarterback, but just go out there and make your arms feel the, the coldness. And the... I go out there uh, and just play ball. That's all I do. I don't yeah. need to wear long sleeves or anything, especially as a quarterback. I don't like wearing long sleeves. It's just I don't want to feel. Sure, sure, I don't sure, want to... your arm motion right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just go out there, probably wear a tank top or nothing. Yeah, <laughs> he's a football player right there. I love it. Love <laughs> it. Love it. <laughs> or do you prefer rain or snow? Both. Anything. But anything. But anything. One. If I was to choose one, I would go rain. All right. We had a uh, we had a game in Greenport. Uh, this was back, geez, I think it was my sophomore year of football. Um, to tell a quick story, uh, Greenport is in the northeast part of the island, um, and it was freezing, like late October. I think it was a hollow. I think it was like day before, or just or just after Halloween. Uh huh. Um, freezing rain. Keep in mind, this is Greenport. This is not like, you know, fuck ass in the middle of the island. Yeah. This is, you know, right on the water. You're on the north. You're on the north shore. Mm-hmm. Freezing. I remember, I think I started that game at defense yeah. at the end. Yeah. And, like, they were running all over us because they couldn't handle the cold. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there in, like, a short sleeve shirt. Like, guys, what are you talking about? This is great. This is perfect. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got guys in sweatshirts. Yeah. Three or four sweatshirts. Like they can't handle the cold. So never that. I was uh there's an old story. Bud Grant, the former head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, back in the sixties and seventies, would tell his players, make the cold your friend. And ever since then it was like, Yup, I love that. Uh-huh. So I'm blasting the AC at like fifty something degrees. Just Always in the cold. Love it. Pre- be prepared for the cold. I love that. Of course. Of course. He that can't take that. He that can't stand the heat. But what do I know? Mm-hmm. Are you more of a huddle quarterback or no huddle quarterback? More tempo. Um, I like being up tempo. Um, <laughs> my preference is being up tempo, no huddle. Get to the get to the line. Give the play get the signals and just, you know, roll with the punches, set yeah. go, go score some points. But at the end of the day, I could do anything. Uh, my coach tells me to. Obviously, that's what you're supposed to do, and uh, I'll roll with anything. But, yep, definitely love being up-tempo, no huddle, getting back on the ball, back on the ball, back on the ball. I love the up-tempo. 
it throws a lot of defenses out, especially if you're running a multiple system. You could spread them out one play. You could bring them in one play, stuff like that. <clears throat> What's I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to word this. What would be, say, for example, I'm not, and obviously I'm not trying to, trying to, you know, pull you away from anybody. Just it's always, always this, you know, one of those scenarios. What would be one, the the coach that you would just absolutely doesn't matter past present. Um, what would be that one coach you would just love to play for, um, if you had the opportunity to? Is it in my past or just in general? Just in general. In general. Either, either way, whatever fits best for you. In general, I love my head coach right now, Scott Sparone. Of course, you're right. Absolutely. I love him. But uh, who I'd really play for growing up watching and just learning about their schemes and all that, just like the culture and everything. Definitely Nick Saban. Um, he's taught me a lot. He's instilled a lot in his program, even within his quarterbacks. So I've learned a lot from him, and I feel like – and definitely Cliff Kingsbury as far as offense. Got to go with the air raid. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes back in the day with him. I got a coach, a good buddy of mine up in Indiana, and I just actually just texted him yesterday. And so we were talking back and forth, and – He's a big – I'm sure he's going to listen to us once this gets released. And he has a big guy crush, uh, man crush, on Lincoln Riley. And so, um, <clears throat> of course, he's another guy that a lot of people acknowledge as well, of course, being pretty young himself. But, but, uh, but no, I mean, <clears throat> no, it's good having you on. It's, it's cool, you know, especially from a – Player standpoint, you're out to believe as, as far as my knowledge, you're the first actual college player on the on the podcast. And have you actually watched any like say for example arena football by chance? I have arena football. I actually know someone who plays arena football for the Massachusetts Pirates. Nice. Um quarterback Sean Brackett. Mm-hmm. Um I've trained with him a little bit. We've know we're good friends, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I've watched arena football. I could see you running down the field, 50 yards, bam, moose juking everybody out. There you go. (laughs) Give me the ball, give me the jersey, give me the ball, and I'm going to do what's best for my team and go score some points. That's all. He is a football player indeed. Dude, if I was a head coach, and I know a lot of them, but if I was a head coach, I'd be like, boy, get your butt down here. This dude. No, he's he's a good guy, but <clears throat> you know, experiences wise, man, dude, it's you've been through the rough, and you still make you still grinding. So, what kind of training program are you going through right now? Or are you just chilling? Um, definitely never chilling. All right, uh, definitely never chilling. Yeah, I gotta catch you off guard once. Yeah, yeah, of course, I like that. <laughs> um, but right now. Um, trying to get in the most radical shape as possible after all those setbacks and injuries and uh, illnesses. So right now I'm on a five-day split to box. I'm boxing uh, as far as conditioning and 
getting the lower body explosion footwork right. I'm also on a five-day split with my strength and uh, speed trainer out in Bellport, New York at Infinity Performance. I'm also uh, training with my quarterback coach two to three times a week where we hit the field and get throws in, just work on the little things. And besides from that, if I ever need extra work, my little brother plays football. So me and him would hit the field or get a workout in. Just That's what I'm on this summer right now. Any certain diet plans you're, you're sticking to? Uh, Diet-wise, I've been doing better. Um, that's the number <laughs> one thing uh, about more than working out, training, all this stuff diet's the number one thing you got to take care of your body you got to hydrate you got to sleep well eat well all that stuff so it's been I've been focusing on more getting more real food in I would say like getting my protein in getting my fats in stuff like that and uh right now I'm cutting right now basically I'm trying to get back in shape so losing weight's my key right now so I'm doing that and building muscle at the same time. Woo. Love it. I'm on a, uh, I'm on a diet. I'm on a diet myself. Um, I recently got on the, uh, on the carnivore diet. Yeah. Mostly eating uh, fish, pork, steak, beef, chicken, eggs, crap ton of eggs. And anything to do with like lean meats and protein, that's all I'm eating. And I'm doing that for, excuse me, two months. And then I stopped doing that. The only downside is I get very aggressive. Yeah. I get very aggressive. Yeah. Very, oh, man. Oof. All right. <laughs> Mike, how's your diet going? Actually, it's not too bad. Um, starting the fight camp, look it up. It's pretty intense workout my all my stuff finally came today so here in the next week or two or not week or two lord have mercy here in the next few days uh i'm gonna start start on that and we're gonna try and get this thing knocked out i'm not gonna get back to my college playing days uh shay but if i can get close to it you know three (laughs) i don't know how much i'm gonna work out i'm gonna get but uh so yeah but anyway um We'll conclude there just due to time constraints on the Unhinged Sports Network. But, hey, Moose, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to get you back on, uh, get your buddy back on, and uh, talk some more ball and keep hearing more grinding, man. Of course, we'll all definitely stay in touch for sure. You're more than welcome for uh, – because I do side shows uh, called BS Sessions, which is real raw talk, no bullshit, just talk. You talk, I talk, talk away. Yep. You're course. more than you're more than welcome on BS session, man. We'll work uh, something out. Of course, you could get my number from Mike, and we'll go from there. I'm always absolutely, my man. Thing, absolutely. Man. Well, just keep grinding, stay safe up there, and uh, we'll be talking. I'll be talking with you soon, man. Appreciate it, Dan. As always, welcome aboard. Thanks for coming always, on the show. Man. You guys have been listening to the Area Attack podcast. Listen to follow us on the Unhinged Sports Network, 6 o'clock Eastern on Thursday nights. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on air with our 
Airway underscore podcast, Twitter, Airway Attack Podcast on the remaining two. Everyone have a great weekend. Guys, stay safe. Keep grinding. It's time to BS. We're going to do some uh, ASMR. Oh, it's sexy. Welcome to Time to BS Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. How is everyone doing today? A U Stadium Podcast. Mr. Sveshnikov! For those who are listening on headphones, thank you for your ears out. What was ironic is your volume just shot down. When it you... really did, yeah. <laughs> are ringing like in war just like the grenade set the grenade sets off and their ears are buzzing like i can barely hear you dan really yeah you quiet it down a little bit yeah hello greetings there you go that's much better okay so here's the question i wanted to ask okay what do we got what do you guys think of the absolutely horrendous cover for Madden 22. Terrible. It's horrendous, it's yeah. Terrible. It was predictable. I had a feeling it was going to be these two. It was gonna I, be I just thought it was a bad fit. We now go live to the NFL after hearing that their two biggest stars have been awarded on the cover of Madden. <laughs> but whatever the rotted... <laughs> Whatever Roger Goodell gets, he, he he wants, he gets it. Oh, my God. Jack, thank you for catching on that. <laughs> I knew where you were going. Man. That was beautiful. <laughs> what you should have had was like a moaning noise in the background. Wait, wait, wait. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, we should stop there. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta... Oh, God. Oh, oh God. fuck. Oh, it smells like sweat and shame in your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a roll, guys. <laughs> nah, overall, it's... I thought it'd be like a, you know... Jack is crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm not. It's... Oh, I am though. I'm laughing. Yeah, you are. Like your laugh. Your laugh is contagious. Oh, so I'll say that much. Funny. Oh, oh boy. Not as funny. Oh man. Not as funny. Not as funny as uh hearing Mike's reaction to hearing that a WWE Hall of Famer Rob Van Dam is married to a porn star. I didn't even know he even was. I've heard that clip. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> Katie Forbes, also known as Impact Wrestling legend and current lingerie lingerie mixed martial artist. I kid you fucking not. And by the way, she would be a fucking delight to have on BS sessions. <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude. Well, so would RVD. RVD would. Rob Van Dam getting in the Hall of Fame is one of the funniest things I've ever is one of the funniest things I've ever seen because that dude would get stoned out of his mind well, exactly. every, before every match. 
Dave can prove sure, that. Half of them are to you know half of them are painkillers as it is. I still think the funniest moment between us in particular was when you saw me with a Jim Carrey haircut and you were just not oh, stop laughing about I have it. That cl- I have that clip saved. That's like I the have next that clip saved. That's like the next intro clip at this point. Oh, uh, because I'm coming up with a with a with an hour or two intro. Um, I have to figure out how to do that. Where I need to come up with a uh, like a definitely next episode 107. We'll have we'll, we'll be separating. Um, our shows into like hourly formats, so it'll be like time to BS one hundred and seven dot hour one. It'll be weird or some shit, but it'll be it'll be a uh, like a radio type format, so uh, you can hear us at, uh, instead of just spamming two hours. Blah. Oh yeah, game game three's on. How's everyone doing? I got a headache. <laughs> Oh. Who did who did everybody have as who did everybody thought was going to be on the uh, Madden twenty two this year? Jamal Adams. Oh my god. Oh god. Man. I would have. You know I'm kidding. Thank God I, you were. I, I would have laughed my ass off if Johnny Hecker. If we had yes, a, no, Johnny Hecker needs to be on the cover of Madden. John, <laughs> punters are people too. Damn it. Fuck yeah. Punters are people too. Shout out to Rajison. Um, to, what's his name? Pat McAfee but, or whoever it is. Pat Not McAfee Pat. is a delight. He's a delight. He'll be another cool guy to get on. Oh. You know who would be uh, hysterical to have? Who I think is... Actually, McAfee is a professional comedian when you think about it. He can do stand-up. I, I feel like he would be great if we were to get on. If we were to get him on. Wait, what? Uh... Ooh, that's a good idea. Who do you think would be a great guest to have on here for like forty-five minutes? Urinating tree. I know you had him before. You got to bring him back. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get the uh, Almighty Lord Yenzer back on here. He came in with a new video about the Islanders. I saw it. It was great. It was heartwarming. Twenty-three years of my existence, I can clearly say I am proud. I am proud. It is great. Lisa Ann, fuck it. Mike gets that. <laughs> She's actually really chill. She's really chill, believe it or not. Lisa Ann. <laughs> For those men out there. <laughs> I have- think Dan's the one that's stoned. Nah, I'm good. You I sure? Wish- I wish I was drunk as fuck, but I can't. I got a fireball staring right there. I got a bottle of fireball just staring at me right there. Right there. Well, I'm but, sure if the Islanders lose a series, you'll probably be down in it that night, so... Nah. It's, it's still a full bottle of fireball. I can't do that to myself. Besides, Rachel will be disappointed in me. You say you can't, but we know you won't. Actually, <laughs> Rachel would be... Actually, Rachel would be proud... If I could down an entire bottle of Fireball in one night, anyone would be proud of anybody. Well, would be doing that. Rachel would be fucking proud because she downs more Fireball like it's water, and it's great. What is she up to, by the way? I don't know. You know who I miss? I miss Ellie. I miss our favorite Brit. What's she been up to? 
I don't know. I haven't heard from her in a while. What's she been up to? Jack, what's she, what's she been up to? I don't know. I don't know either. Probably a great idea to ask you. Okay, that, that just pisses me off. Okay, so the rejoin for Game 3 is showing the skyline of New York City. Last mm-hmm. time I checked, it is the fucking Islanders. Show Montauk. Show, I don't know. They're going to start showing around. Belmont next season. <laughs> Although show Belmont Racetrack. Of course they were. They're gonna How show the hell is Mark, Mark Bergevin been a three-time finalist for GM of the year? How is he still their GM? How is he still mm. the GM of the Canadians? I mean, to be fair, they're in the, the Eastern final, or the not Eastern. Well, I get, it's basically the West final when you think of it, which is stupid. East team in the West final. By the way. Fucking <laughs> for choking another three-one lead and then blowing it. Fuck you, Maple Leafs. You shall have nothing. Also, the also the seventy sixers can go fuck themselves. Trust the process. the process. They always say, like, trust the process. Go fuck yourself, Philadelphia. Oh, Matt Martin almost had a shot on goal. Oh. Also, son-in-law to Boomer Esiason, 1988 NFL MVP. Who called the Rams-Cardinals game. Because uh, Tony Romo had COVID, so. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Boomer's actually a really cool guy. Did he bad when he called that game? I thought he did pretty good. He's actually, he's he's ton of knowledge. Boomer's one of my favorites. He definitely also, knows this shit. Um, God, what's another good person? Oh, I feel like... I feel like David Sampson, former Miami Marlins president, would be fun to talk to. I still think Baker Mayfield would be a cool guy to talk to. Oh, yeah, sure. I wonder why. Mr. Oklahoma. Hey. Listen, I got He's no get the swag. I got no problem with that. The Sooners are probably like my third favorite college team. Well, I got Mikey on board, so. There you go. I mean, the Evers, I mean, if I wasn't a Penn State fan, I would root for the University of Miami. Just the mystique of the Hurricanes back in those back in those in those days of the eighties and the early two thousands. Oh, it's beautiful. And Catholics versus convicts, that was a beautiful rivalry. Yeah, it was. I still remember twenty seventeen, was it? When they just destroyed Notre Dame at Miami? They just destroyed the Irish. It was beautiful. Ah, uh, jeez, what do we got here? What do we got here? Uh, also, you know what's terrible? The fucking Pittsburgh Pirates. Good. No, you know who's worse, though? The Arizona Diamondbacks on the road. Uh, how, what did I see? 23 consecutive They've road losses? They've now lost their 20, I think it's the 23rd or 22nd straight road loss. How the hell is that a record? I'm apparently sure it's a record. it's even worse than that. Well, apparently, it, they broke it now. And, and what... They, it was like the most losses since 1946. God. 63? No, 63. Since the expansion Mets. Yeah, the Arizona Bags have now lost an MLB record 23 straight road games. That can't be right. That's early in the season. That can't be right. There's... Oh, my God. 
Arizona, delete your I fantasy. wouldn't say it's that early if you really think about it. It's really not. We're about to hit the All-Star break. That 2001 World Series title means nothing to you now. Delete your franchise. Was it 2001? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was 2001. It was 2001 because I remember it because the Yankees, yeah, they beat the Yankees, the Yankees were in that series. That was one of the big upsets in baseball history. Yeah, I remember that now. I remember that now. Ooh. You know what I would miss? You know what I would think would be great in the NBA? Hmm. If you got teams like the Pistons come back, like the old four Pistons, who could actually fight? Sorry, I triggered Jack. You know, you know what an NBA team? You know what NBA team should come back? Absolutely, the Sonics. The Sonics. They're coming back. There's that's guaranteed. They're coming back. The NBA is expanding. That the report already came out. The NBA is looking towards expansion. There's a report as well that was talked about. I think uh, the U Stadium Twitter quoted it at some point. Talking about how the the uh, what team is it? Are the Pelicans, I believe, mm-hmm. were most make... likely to relocate to Seattle. Yep, is like their lease expands or expires in twenty twenty four. That would make a ton of sense because I mean we already got the Kraken coming our way. By the way, that's a great nickname, the Crackheads. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be using that nonstop. Oh, we're using that nonstop. If 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 the if Seattle does not trademark that, I will be severely disappointed. They're not going to. They should. They absolutely should. It's their loss. It, it is. It is a loss for the memes. Ah. Sorry. Back to me. Shooting random noises as the Islanders have shots on goal against. On Do we think the NBA eventually lands a franchise in Las Vegas? Oh, that's good. They're going to Vegas. Inevitable. If the Raiders and Knights could be somewhat successful in Vegas, they're go. The NBA is going to Vegas. I believe it, it's a question of whether the Knights will succeed long term. Obviously, short term, yes, but I don't know about long term. Like long the fan- term, they'll be fine. The franchise. No, no, no. Listen, the franchise has not experience has not been around long enough to experience mm-hmm. adversity. The closest thing they've had to it. Was one series the three one series lead the three nothing leading game seven, and that all goes down the fucking drain. This is true. Um, this is true. And then, like, even still, they bounced right back and went to the Western Conference Finals the next year. Granted, it was in a bubble, but still, two years in a row, hard, en- hard enough to do. Two years in a row. Um, this team has been privileged. I called. I, I was talking about them the other day. Kings fans, Kings fan aside, they have been. Privileged. Kings fan aside, they're the most privileged team in the NFL. NF, NFL, fuck's sake, and NHL, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just ridiculous how this one team just is just like able to succeed like crazy. Excuse and me. Around. Last time I checked, game two, Tampa Bay had six men, had six skaters on the ice and still scored, and they have eighteen million dollars over the salary cap. They're still in, they're they're still not penalized. So I don't blame on that one being the most privileged team in the NHL. But how the but how the fuck does Vegas how the fuck does Tampa Bay get away with that? Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Give me your reactions. Shooting. <laughs> um, my point is when the team inevitably does experience. Oh, it's inevitable adversity. It is inevitable. 
It is 100% going to happen at some point. Yep. This is where the true loyalty test comes in for the fans. Does this team continue to get support? Does this team, do people still continue to remain loyal or will the people just go like, oh no, they're not worth our time anymore? It's the same shit with Seattle because, I mean, Seattle had a well, ton we of have... support with the Sonics, but they still moved to, to Oklahoma City. Yeah, but Seattle, I feel like they're just now obsessed with the Seahawks. So it's it's Mariner a, fans are pretty good though. Mariner fans are good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not denying the Mariners. Well well let's be clear. Seattle was first originally a basketball town. The 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 supersonic I mean, wherever you go from the people that I've spoken to on Seahawks Twitter that live in Washington or in Seattle will tell you there is Sonics merchandise everywhere. Well, I'm sure that there is. There is Sonic shit everywhere in Seattle. I mean, surely, yeah, it has become a Seahawks city, but that that city is a basketball town first. 100%. So if the Sonics were to come back to the NBA, that they're going to thrive. The whole place is going to sell out every game. Arena. That place is going to fucking thrive. Um, it's going to be the new Staples Center. Not as good, though. Not as good. I got oh fucking terrible shit icing motherfucker god um but let's shift to the NFL quickly um I think both of us gotta head out at some point soon so yeah no problem we'll be quick uh what do you are you guys buying the Aaron Rodgers who gets straight first Deshaun Watson Actually, no, better idea. Tua's been looking terrible. Tua's not going anywhere. Tua's not going, no. That's, that's no. Tua's nope. not going anywhere. You, you guys don't buy it? No. Nope. Everyone has a bad practice. And he even said it himself, you want to have those bad practices. Like, if you're going to have a bad practice, you the might as well have it. The Dolphins will be good. The no. Dolphins will be good no matter what happens. The Dolphins will be fine no matter what happens. But... There's a part of me that wants to see Deshaun or A-Rod or Rodgers down in South Beach because to ruin Patriots fandom. Um, that would be funny. That would be fucking great. I don't know if anybody's going to pick up Deshaun right now until they know more about what's going to be. But, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, one, one quick thought before we go. Yeah, the Dolphins will be fine. Uh, go Hawks. Do I think the Rodgers will be traded? No, he's not going to trade. No, no he's going anywhere. He's no. not going anywhere. Rodgers being a diva self, Brett Favre did the same shit in 2007. Yeah. Fuck you. He did the same shit. And where did I leave him? To Minnesota. Watch. Rodgers is going to send my fine. Oh! All right, we'll end the show on that with my classic reaction. <laughs> All right, watch. They're gonna watch. We're gonna be done recording. It's gonna be four one Tampa or some shit. I don't know. Islanders gonna score again. Uh, it's gonna fucking score. Just wait. Just fucking wait. All right. So you guys are gonna head off. I'm gonna continue recording for like ten more minutes before uh before we end the show for today. So uh we'll be right back, guys. We'll be right back, indeed. It's time to BS. 
A U Stadium podcast. So before we close out the show for today, Jack and Mike had to split. So you get my ass for the next two minutes. And, you know, things have been spotty. I know. Uh, I haven't been able to get many articles out because, quite frankly, I've been busy as hell outside of the podcast realm. And, you know, shit happens. But, you know, we'll be doing our best. Uh, to get more content out for you guys, uh, Smooth Radio is in the works. Uh, new episodes of BF probably will be coming back this weekend. Um, but we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, it's going to be definitely a lot of fun. Um, and we want to thank you for joining us for the ride. And cheers to many more great rides. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us for this episode of Time to BS Podcast, and we hope to hear from you guys in the near future. Peace out. Yeah.